Welcome to the Church in the Peak podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, visit churchinthepeak.org or come join us at 10.30am every Sunday. Father, we want to hear your voice again, Lord. I pray, Lord, that where people have heard your voice, um, Phil's words will confirm some of those words too, Lord God. Lord, I just pray that uh, your anointing will flow on Phil, Lord, this morning, and we will hear your voice, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry, I just, it's like, it's like a plant. I suppose we've all, with the nice weather, been in the garden. When you put a plant in, you have to press it down to make sure it is upright and then it needs to be watered. So I pray, Lord God, that as we press down your word into our lives, your spirit will come and water it uh, through fill, through just people around. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry, Bill. I'm on. Yes, excellent. Well, good morning, everyone. And for those who are watching online, is the last time you'll be able to do that. Um, so a couple of things first before I get into what I want to say this morning is I need to do an apology to Neil. He's online this morning and uh, he's got COVID, so he's not here. Um, but uh, sorry, Neil, that I was wrong last week in terms of what was in the news sheet. I blame Charlotte, really, but I, no, I'll carry the responsibility for it. All down to me. Um, I thought it was in there because I had mentioned it, but it isn't. So I do apologize. The second thing is that um, Neil commented last week that I don't like hugs. It's not quite true. I do like hugs. I'm not um, always comfortable necessarily with hugs, but I do like them. And um, I think for me, it's probably more that I perhaps know somebody better than others. Maybe that may be it. I don't know. Or maybe it's just that actually, I'm not sure anybody wants to particularly hug me. But we used to have a little book on our shelf, um, and it was a little book, and it was called The Little Book of Hugs. And it was a really nice little book and different hugs for different things, and it was very pleasant. One of my favourite books, actually. I really enjoyed it. And I can't find it. I was actually looking for it. I was going to bring it this morning. I couldn't find it anywhere, so it's packed away in a box still somewhere, I guess. But um, I do like hugs. So anybody who would like to give me a hug, I would very gratefully receive one. <laughs> Okay, oh, I'll just see, has Neil commented on WhatsApp on that then? <laughs> You've been on WhatsApp all morning? No. <laughs> Ignoring that one. Okay, well, I kind of want to just pick up a little bit of where I've been the last few weeks um, as I've been speaking, and I can't get away from it, to be honest. I try to look at other things and kind of praying, asking God where... When I speak, because it's a bit of a surprise on speaking this week, to be honest. Um, it was kind of down to me at the end of the day. There was, we went around the old, elders meeting, who's going to preach? So it's kind of, the lot fell to me. So hence why I'm here uh, this week. Uh, but anyway, I, I really felt, and I kind of just want to share a bit more, that from Philippians 4, sorry, Colossians 4, where we've been looking at, and there should be a slide, actually. Don't want that bit on the slide, if you don't mind. There should be a slide that comes up. 
And this is, I, I kind of feel there's a prophetic thing in this for us. So this was Paul speaking to Archippus to say, be sure to carry out the ministry the Lord gave you. But I, I really sense God actually saying that to church in the peak. I really feel like God wants to say to us. Now, of course, I've been around a long time in church in the peak, some 34 years. And I remember in the early days, even before I came to be part of church in the peak, uh, part of my job was I get to drive around the peak district, which is very nice, and uh, especially on a nice sunny day. And I was listening to um, some talks about vision for the peak district, just about what the promise that God had made, things happening, something caught my heart of God's promise, God's purpose, God's plan for the Peak District. And that's why I ended up really joining Church in the Meat because I caught the vision. I caught a heart of what God wanted to do in the Peak District. And for me, that really has never left. In fact, it's probably recent time come back even stronger than it ever was. And I remember those, I can even remember some of those things that are in those talks that just caught my attention at the time. And I'd, I had no intention of moving, even though I kind of worked in the Peters, I had no intention of moving into the Peaks, I had no intention of moving churches at that time, but God spoke and drew me into this. And so I want to just kind of unpack a few things of what that means for us, even in terms of um, even what we've heard this morning, because God's heart is for us. God's heart is to pursue us. And what Andy shared about knocking at the door, actually I think God's knocking at the door of the church in our day. Post-pandemic, lots of other stuff going on. I think God's knocking on the door of the church saying, come on church, it's time to take your place. It's time to rise up in the nations. It's time for you to be seen and to bring that love to, me, uh, to the people, to bring that hope to the people. It's not there. It doesn't exist, does it, in our world. We can look around and lots of people, even, you know, I, I bumped into somebody just talking, they're, they're frightened that there's going to be a nuclear war now. And you kind of think, well, we don't have to live with that and that kind of fear. We need to have hope in God. And actually people need to know hope and need to know that. So I kind of just want to unpack a little bit of what it means for us to be church in the peak, to meet what God's promised and spoken over the church. And when Matt played earlier, you're everything you've promised. He is everything he's promised to us and to the Peak District. Everything he's promised for the Peak District. And I want to encourage us to be those that actually step into and take hold of what God's promised for us. And it's a challenge for us right now. You see, Lots of people away this morning, and partly, I guess, it's the clock change and family and all that kind of stuff, and even some people that haven't yet come back post-pandemic. And I want to encourage people, you know, we are the Church of Jesus Christ together, and actually what God's called to, what God's purpose is for us, actually we're to fulfill. And I want to fulfill it in my day. I don't want it not to happen. I don't want to see, not see God do what he's promised to do. I find it, I, I get frustrated quite easily these days. For me, it's an age thing. As I get older, maybe you see time running out a bit more. Um, but actually, I get more frustrated. Actually, I'm desperate to see the things of the kingdom. Desperate to see God break in. Desperate to see things change, things happen. That, things I haven't seen for years, I really want to see happen. And so, 
I just want to encourage us this morning and hopefully help us to just think about what's happening. Because we can have nice, warm, cuddly church, can't we? Cuddles, you know. We can have lots of nice, kind of comfortable church. I think God wants to upset his church a bit. I think God's bored of comfortable church. I think he's bored of some of our meetings. I think actually he wants to come and shake things up a bit. I think God wants to come and actually demonstrate his love in power like he promised he would. I think God wants to break into lives and change things and transform things. And, you know, it's like sometimes it seems to take years to get things done. And it seems to take years for things to change in our lives. It takes people carry stuff for years and don't get the breakthrough. I think God's a God of both the suddenlies and the long-term stuff, and I kind of want some more of the suddenlies. Because I don't see enough of them. And so it's not enough just to have a nice, warm, comfortable church, I think. You know, God loves the church. Let's not mistake that. God loves the church. Jesus died for the church. He loves it. And he loves it with a passion. And it's not yet fully complete until Jesus comes again. The church will not be complete until Jesus comes again. And we'll be ready for it. But we're called to advance the kingdom through preaching the gospel, healing the sick, freeing the oppressed, and saying to captives, be released. That's the, that's the purpose, that's the plan, that's the whole reason of the church, why we exist, why God established the church. And that's not just here in Matlock, and we could so easily build a nice church in Matlock, be really great, wouldn't it, to have a big church in Matlock, really nice see lots of people, but actually God's called us to way beyond that. God's called us actually to the Peak District. He's called us to a, a region, not just to do something nice here and have something here where we could perhaps say we're the biggest church in Matlock. Well, I don't really want to be able to say that. That's not, really, that's not what's important. What's important is the kingdom of God breaking in and advancing right across the Peak District. We carry a mandate from God for the Peak District. We carry something that God's put on us to reach the Peak District. And you'll see verses around this building that are all about what God's plans and purposes for us are. So what is the ministry that we're to fulfill? What is it that God's got for us? So if we're going to fulfill that, if we're going to actually be sure that we carry out the ministry God's given us to do, it's to one another first, it's to the church, and it's then to the lost as well. And Jesus demonstrated in Luke 9, verse 1 and 2. One day, Jesus called together his 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Then he sent them out to tell everyone about the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. It's a clear mandate, not just for the disciples that were with Jesus. And some would say, oh, well, that was all for them, but it's not for now. No, it's actually for today. It's actually for now. And if anyone was here at the end of the meeting last week, we were praying for Pam, little Pam we call her, because she's quite small, and... Um, she came forward for prayer. She was in faith for prayer. And we started to pray with her. And as we prayed, the Holy Spirit came on her. And then she started walking up and down the front here. 
And then she started running up and down the front here, and Angela's struggling to keep up with her, just in case she kind of fell over. And actually, I want to see more of that, don't you? I want to see God breaking like that. I don't see enough of that. Certainly in this country. See perhaps a bit more of that when I'm when I'm abroad ministering, but not necessarily here. And I want to see more of the kingdom of God breaking in and bringing healing and freedom to people. I'm sure that's what you want. You want it for your own life. You want it for the lives of others. God wants us to do that. And I love the fact that actually Jesus demonstrated healing all their diseases. Recorded for us, he goes to villages and heals all their diseases. And then we get the disciples going out and he's given them authority to heal all diseases. Not just certain ones. Oh, I've got a ministry to heal people of this or that. Actually, no. Actually, all disease. It's all subject to Jesus. Because all authority has been given to him. And he gives it to us don't do exactly the same so how do we do that and what would it be like for us if we had teams going to every village of the peak district and just praying for the sick what would that look like it is a good idea i'm up for that i think it'd be good to do that angela's going to share a story about doing some of that now not the mic just to keep you awake Hi. Um, just a story, really, from um, my daughter, Louise, who um, actually has got every reason not to be um, following God, particularly at the minute, or because of life, but praise God for his grace, she's really with him. And she was out uh, doing healing on the streets in Reading this week um, with a, um, a man with her, and they found a young man in a doorway near Reading Station, um, sleeping there for the night and went up to him and began to speak to him and the man that was with Louise actually just looked at him and said you're a builder and this young lad said oh how do you know that and he said well God's just told me that and I own a building firm and God's also told me to offer you a job Um, and this young man was kind of bowled over with that and said well Funnily enough, I've got the job centre tomorrow and they're going to get me the permissions for working on building sites. So hopefully he got his permissions. And the man that was with Louise gave him his phone number and said, when you've got that certificate, give me a ring and there's a job for you. But following on from that, um, they said, can we pray for you? And he said, well, I've got a bad back from rugby years ago and I'm in a lot of pain with it. So they said, we'll pray. And they started praying, and Louise said she put her hand on his back and could feel things moving in there. And the bloke, the young lad was going, oh, my goodness, what are you doing? Oh, 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 what is it? What's happening? And actually, they were saying, it's God healing you. It's God restoring you. And he was just bowled over with it all. And then they went on to share what God had done for him and I can't say he gave his life to God then, but I truly believe that as he gets in contact with this man that's going to give him a job, that he'll come through. But just in a doorway near Reading Station, God worked that miracle in that young man's life, and he wants to do it everywhere. I love stories. I just love stories of when we hear God and see God break through into people's lives. 
I love having those stories. And I want us to have our stories. I want you to have your stories. Together, collectively, to have stories where we see the kingdom of God breaking in. Where we see advance of the kingdom of God. Where we see that taking place amongst us. God's given us the ability, the gifting, the anointing. He's given us everything we need. That word we had the other week from a visitor who said, this is kind of a storehouse for heaven. Storehouse where God's going to give us everything we need to do what God's called us to do. Well, we have that available to us. And I want to encourage you. I want to build your faith. I want to encourage your hearts that actually God's knocking on many doors. Is he knocking on yours? I remember preaching that verse, I don't know, three years ago, Christmas, just after Christmas. God, I felt it so heavy. It was the whole passage about being lukewarm. And actually then God knocking on the door and actually saying, Lord, I want to change things. I want to move things. And, I, and then we get a pandemic that hits and kind of we're all over the place, aren't we? The church is all over the place. What was great hearing this week uh, was that a lot of the, um, in Ukraine, the, a lot of the guys, of course, they, the men, they can't leave Ukraine. They've got to stay in the, in the nation. They kind of call up to fight, be there. They can't leave. But from the churches, we had uh, three New Frontiers churches in Mariupol, part of the Catalyst Network. And they've all gone. They've all left the city. And the wives and children of the husbands that are st- having to stay in Ukraine are saying, we want to stay near Ukraine. We want to go to towns, cities on the borders, and we want to plant churches. We want to start new churches on in those places. In the midst of awful war, actually their vision is kingdom. Let's advance the kingdom. Let's take the gospel. We've been moved to new places. We're having to go. Let's go and take the gospel. Let's see advance of the kingdom. And yet, we have freedom to go and do that. We're not forced into doing that. We have freedom. And yet, we have nice, comfortable church. And somewhere God's got to get our hearts. Somewhere God's got to stir us in our spirits. God's got to kind of get hold of us in a fresh way for advance of his kingdom. We've got a call to fulfill the ministry God's given us to Church in the Peak. You know, we can think, well, we've done our bit. We've planted two churches, kind of got a nice church in Maplot, two other nice churches. Let's just settle it. That's great. You know, that was our vision right at the start was planting churches across the Peak District and beyond. That's what we stayed. That was our strap line, if you like. And we said that a lot. And actually, in 34 years, we only managed to plant two churches. And yet, I talked to guys all around the place, and we had a video conference with a guy from India recently, in a matter of, since last time, which was only six months, well, how many churches have you started? And it's just about 90 churches in the last six months. You know, we're kind of two in 30 years. Kind of puts us to shame a bit, doesn't it? Some respects, different culture, different time. They're doing it in rural communities, moves around. But we've got plenty of that around here, where we can see God's kingdom come. I think God's knocking at our door. I think God's seeking after us. That actually, this is what we can do. This is God wants to give us all that we need to go and do this. We're called to meet both physical and spiritual needs. It's not just about 
doing the kingdom stuff of healing all the sick, healing the sick, and preaching the gospel. It's not all about actually we do demonstrate the kingdom through what we do to meet physical needs. We do all that. And in Matthew 25, 35 to 40, it says, For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. And these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did, you ever see, when did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did this to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you're doing it for me. All that we do from Church in the Peak, all that we've been doing is about demonstrating the kingdom of God. Demonstrating the heart of the Father. A God who loves. A God who cares. A God who's calling us to be part of his mission in the world. He's calling us to be part of that. So expressions of the gospel are to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, care for the sick, show hospitality, visit the prisoner. And we can also add care for widows and the lonely. Not in that passage, but they're there in Scripture. God calls us to do that. And I guess I just kind of want to share what is my heart for us as a church moving forward, going forward into what God's got for us, is actually we all are caught up with him in what he's doing. God's on a mission. And we can just coast along or we can be involved and caught up with him. See to it that you fulfill the ministry given, the ministry given to Church in the Pink. And there's only one way we're ever going to do it. That's by him filling us with the Holy Spirit and enabling us to do it. See, Jesus, when he sent out the, the 12, and then a further 72, he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. He didn't, they didn't need to take anything else, but they did need the Holy Spirit. They needed him to be with them, to equip them and enable them to go and do the things of the kingdom. You can't do it out of your own strength. You can't do it even out of your own will. You might really want to do it, but actually you might start well, but it'll soon fade without the Holy Spirit equipping and enabling. Words of knowledge on the strength. Gifts of healing on the strength. Now it doesn't have to be on the strength. Because with your neighbour, in your workplace, your school, your college, wherever you might be. God can still do that. He can advance the kingdom right where we are. But it would be good to get in the villages, go from village to village. I'm excited. Um, you all know Andrew Davis from his visits here. And he's been invited to help a church um, a few miles away from where he's in McFelly. And that church on the back of the Spanish flu in 1918, saw revival in Wales. And in one year, they saw 900 people saved. 
what would that look like for us? 900 people in one year in the Peak District. That would be a few churches started, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. Andrew's feels so privileged being held. And I said, Andrew, you've got to invite me to come. I want to, be in, I want to catch something of that. I want something of that in me. I want something of that in us. That expectation, that desire, that longing to see God's kingdom come and break into our lives. And actually, we need the Holy Spirit for that. The Holy Spirit wants to breathe on us afresh. He wants to come to us and equip us. He wants to enable us. And it's not that we suddenly think, oh, I've got it now, I can go and do it. Actually, it's in the moment we get it. It's in the moment when we, when we need it, we sense his presence. When, we, when we're there face-to-face in a situation, suddenly we fa- sense the presence of God and actually then we can act. Then we can follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. It's one of the things that I think for me, in the early days, I was so naive, I had no option but to rely on the Holy Spirit because I was clueless in it otherwise. And then having learnt along the way and you kind of think, well, I know how that works and I know how that goes and I know how to do that. And actually, but it, then you kind of don't rely on the Holy Spirit anymore. You rely on your own knowledge, your own experience. Actually, I want to be one who relies again on the Holy Spirit. I want to rely on him, his leading, his direction, not on my ability, not on any gifting that I might have, totally on the Holy Spirit who gives in the first place. Time's gone. I could have said a lot more. I've got another preach after this yet. I did say four originally, so we'll get there eventually. Let's stand together, shall we? Come, Holy Spirit. We invite you to come right now, Spirit of God. Lord, we want to be a church. Well, I want us to be a church. I don't know, you've got to answer this for yourself. I want us to be a church, God, where we see your kingdom come. I want to be a church, Lord, that fulfills the call of God upon us, corporately together. So it's not about individual ministries fulfilling individual callings. This is about the calling of God on Church in the Peak for the Peak District. This is about what you've planned and purposed for us, God. And God, I want to pray for us. I want to pray for your church this morning. I want to pray, Lord God, that you will enable us to be those who fulfill what you've given us to do, what you've called us to do, the mandate that you've put on us, Lord, that, Lord, we have not got the resources for. We're not equipped to do without you. But, Lord, we thank you that you have all that we need. You are everything you've promised. Everything. You've promised us. You've spoken to us. God, you've been clear with us over the years. You've been clear about your promise, your, your vision that you've given. Lord, and we thank you for it. And now I pray for us. Pray for us, your church. Church in the peak. Lord, I pray, God. I pray, enable us to fulfill all that you've called us to do. Lord, I pray together, together as the people of God. Lord, your plan, your purpose. Oh, thank you, Lord. And uh, that, Lord, you want, you want to do this. 
your house to do this, and you will add all that we need to be able to do it as we seek your face, Lord. And so, God, I just pray now this morning, Holy Spirit, would you come on us? Holy Spirit, would you come to us? Lord, would you draw us into what you have for us? Would you draw hearts? Lord, I pray, Lord, if maybe some people, some of you here this morning, I just sense maybe this is kind of the first time you're hearing a bit of even of our vision, and I'm kind of, I carry it, so I talk it a lot generally, talk vision a lot, but not, not enough, I don't think. It's actually, God wants to put something in our heart because there's an end-time church to be raised up that's going to be glorious and all that. Reading this in Matthew this week, and I haven't included, I haven't had time, but you know, a city set on a hill, it says. A light shining. Don't yet see that. God, let it be here in the peaks. A city set on a hill, the church of Jesus Christ. The glorious church, raised up. And even now, I know the Spirit of God's on a number of people. Just He wants to impact you right now. He wants to stir your heart for what can be. And for some of you, you need to put down some of the disappointment, discouragement you've had. For some of you, you need to put down kind of even personal ambition in that, personal ministry in that. You need to just lay that down because there's a corporate. And I, I perhaps if I get to preach again, I'll open the corporate side of, of all that, looking at... Uh, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, which I was going to do this morning, just haven't got time. But God wants everyone else. You're included in God's great mission for the Peak District. Some of you moved here for this. You moved from down south to be here for this. Some of you have moved from other parts and other churches, even locally, to be part of the vision that God's given us. To be caught up in it. God's done that with a purpose and he wants to include you and for some of you I, I remember one Sunday morning I was preaching on community and I got people into groups in their community groups and said just pray for your communities and I went to say with this group and this guy said to me I don't feel part of this family I don't feel part of this I'm not going to this because he wasn't a Christian he wasn't a believer and I said to him that morning, I said, well, you can be. And I led him to Jesus that morning. And he became a leader with me. God raised him up. I want to say, if that's you this morning, you kind of feel, well, I'm not even sure I belong here. I'm not even sure I should be here. I'm not even sure about all this. Actually, this morning, you can be. As you give your life to Jesus. And actually, as we all do that, even afresh this morning, I just sense a call to give ourselves afresh to Jesus, and then to his mission. Because you can't be a follower of Jesus and not love what he loves. He loves the church. He loves the lost. He loves to go and heal sick bodies. He loves to go and set captives free. And I just want to ask you, I'm kind of, I don't quite, quite I don't know how to read the room this morning, <laughs> in a sense, but I do know I feel the weight of something of the Spirit of God. And I know God's calling us. And I'm not going to stop preaching this. I'm sorry, you're going to get this again and again until God's finished with it. 
It's not my message, it's God's message. So I'm going to bring it until God's finished with it. Sorry about that, so get ready. It's coming again. <laughs> another week, another time. But if you want to give yourself this morning, I just want to ask you, there's an all in or there's an all out. And an all in is, I just want to, two hands up in the air is an all in. Father, you see our hearts, you see our hands. God, I want to pray this morning, Lord, that we will be a church, a people, a company of people here that's all in for you. That's all in for your kingdom. That's all in for the mandate that you've given us to do, Lord. Whether it's right here, if you're visiting, it might be that God's speaking to you about your area, not just God speaking to us about ours. Lord, I pray right now, Holy Spirit, we want to be all in with you for your purpose. For your name's sake, God, we want to be all in for you. So come, Holy Spirit, on us. See our hearts, see our hands. Lord, I pray, come and take hold of us and lead us into what you've planned and purposed. God, I pray. Lord, I want to, Lord, forgive me if I'm preaching out of my frustration. Lord, I want to preach the heart of the Father. I want to preach the purpose of God. So come, Holy Spirit, and now you do your work on our hearts. I pray in Jesus' name as we acknowledge this before you this morning. Come, Holy Spirit, and give us your Holy Spirit, I pray. Fresh outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, I pray to everyone. I pray this week, Lord, there'll be encounters again and again, just knowing the Holy Spirit upon us. I pray. Come, I ask. Breathe on us now. Breathe on us now, Spirit of God, I pray. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Uh, just a, uh, a practical thing. Let me, let me encourage you to uh, send an email to hello at Church in the Peaks. Steve's going to get a tsunami, I hope, of emails. If you want to be part of that, we have no plan, okay? But, you know, there were plenty of times in meetings in the Bible where there was no plan, but the meeting brought a plan. You know, Paul went, was sent off somewhere, Barnabas went off. You know, I, I, that sense of, of uh, churches being planted on the edge of Ukraine seems really, really important to me. And, and I, I, I think there is a place for us to go out and... Um, set up some meetings to pray for healing in the streets, in the villages around. Just send us an email to say, yes, I'm in on that. If you feel God speaking to you about it, then please tell us what you feel God is speaking. The elders haven't got exclusivity on God's voice. You know, please email hello at Church in the Peak. Count yourself in so that we've got something. Put pressure on us to organize something. And let us go out this summer and set up some times where we just go and, like the, the, the couple of people in, in Reading, go and, pr- go and pray for the sick. Encourage people that there is an eternal life. There is hope where there is, at the moment, desperation. So just buy in for that. Iris, come on.
morning. Um, when we were praying before, when Phil was talking and I had my hands out, all I could see was all these fiery flames in front of me and thinking, how on earth am I going to get through this and, you know, be a part of this, this fire, and I can't walk through that. And when Phil said, if you want to be a part of this, raise both of your hands, which I did, and the flames just vanished, and it became a clear path, a clear walkway. I could see clearly, and it was almost as if God was saying, you know, if you, I am with you, if you listen to me, I will make a way for you to get through this. Thank you. Am I on still? Am I on? Yeah. Great. The fire thing keeps coming up. I'm really pleased about that. That's great news. Um, it won't go away. <laughs> keeps coming up. But I just I sense that actually what Iris is saying is right. We've got to be those that are willing to go though. It's not enough to hear. It's not enough to. We can all put our hands up. You know, lots of people have put their hands up for salvation over the years, but never followed Jesus. And actually, it's the following. He's leading us. He's leading us as a church. He's taking us on, and it's the following that's really important. And I want to encourage us to be those that know how to follow. This is what being a disciple is about. It's following Jesus. We look to him and we follow him. It doesn't matter if somebody was saying, I was having a conversation this week, the other week. So I said, well, what about this kind of denomination or this denomination? And this kind of stuff. It doesn't really matter, does it? What matters is, are you following Jesus? You're not following a denomination, you're following Jesus, surely. That's what counts. That's what matters at the end of the day. Are you following Jesus? And that's what counts for us as well. So I want to encourage us, let's not just put our hands up, let's be followers as well. And as we see God move and do stuff.